You're listening to the Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network. Friends Talking Nerdy. Sixty-six. What a unique year in music in general, um, but most importantly in popular music, because in a lot of ways it was kind of like a transition year uh, from how things in the music industry used to be compared to where they were going with how music ended up uh, sounding. But uh, what I wanted to do here today for a brand new episode of Hump Day with Tim minus the professor, the professor is currently out of town right now on vacation, is uh, give you a quick little playlist episode. Because it's just me today, I figured you probably don't want to hang around for an hour and a half hearing me talk to myself. So what I did, I put together a playlist. I am really digging putting together these playlists and uh, coming up with themes for them. I kept this one pretty simple here. Uh, This theme, again, is music in 1966 that... I like, you know, um, all, all I needed to do to, uh, for this episode was just, uh, had the good old Wikipedia, find out what albums were released in that particular year. And that's how I was able to come up with these songs here, but these are some really, really great songs. And I thought, Hey, why not uh, take a few minutes to say some things about them. And then, uh, at the end of this, when you're done hearing me ramble on about these, you can go to the show description, tap the link. It'll take you, take you to either um, Apple Music directly, or you can head to our website where we do have a collection of our playlist available. Uh, so let's get it started here. Number one on my playlist of uh, my favorite music from 1966 it's a song that's kind of cliche at this point because it is played so much. However, I think because it is played so much, it takes away from just how good that song is. Um, it's something that, you know, when, when you are, when I tell you the name of the song, it's, you're going to instantly, it's one of those songs that's instantly associated with the act in question. And it's, I got you. I feel good. Uh, from James Brown. And again, it's again it, that song has been played a lot so i get why people uh you know when they do hear it you know kind of sh- turn their noses up um because that is kind of a bad part about songs that do grab the public's attention if they do get played a lot and a lot and a lot sometimes it gets to the point where people do tend to not want to listen to it again. And that would be detrimental in this case because it is a really good, tight song. Um, you know, I mean, James Brown's career, his career speaks for itself. As a human being, he may not have been the nicest human being on the face of the earth, but his music was great. And uh, this is one of them. So I got you. I feel good. Uh, the number two track on my playlist here. It's a simple song to play. And I actually learned how to play it on the guitar because it only has three chords. Uh, but it goes to show you that you don't need to know every in and out on a musical instrument to be able to play a song that's going to speak to people and last through the years. It is a song from a band called The Trogs. 
it's wild thing. Everybody's heard wild thing at this point. Um, it's probably up there with, I got you. I feel good in terms of, uh, how it's overplayed. But I think again, similar to the first track, it's one of those deals that because it's overplayed, people tend to overlook the beauty of that song and the beauty of wild thing is just how damn simple it is and the emotion it conveys with with the song about a guy being excited about a girl you know and when it's done right there's nothing wrong with that you know uh the next track on the playlist here is a classic uh from the beach boys this was the year they released their landmark album pet sounds pet sounds uh is uh more than anything the album that kind of kick the door in for in a lot of ways for what popular music could do um now the beach boys weren't the only ones who helped kick that door in uh, a year later the beatles came out with sergeant pepper you had the who come out with tommy uh, and then later quadrophenia there have been plenty of expansion of just what popular music could do uh in terms of experimentation in the studio but um one landmark album that did that uh, one of the first that did that was pat sounds from the beach boys and one song i really dug from that album is wouldn't it be nice i mean a very simple love song but this is brian wilson kind of coming into his own as a musician and just everything he brought to that track just makes it very very special uh the next track here you gotta have the chairman of the board right um looking through the list on wikipedia it was funny him and uh dean martin uh I, i don't know if they had a competition or what to see how many albums they could put out in 1966 but they did put out a number of albums um i think part of the reason is this um during that decade of the 60s that's when sinatra started his own record label reprise records and um what he did uh when he started that record label is went through an essentially re-recorded his entire catalog um, to be able to put them out because Capitol Records, his previous label, was still putting out his records because, again, Sinatra being Sinatra is still very popular. So, um, But the album in question here, uh, the song in question here is from the Sinatra album Strangers in the Night, and it's a song called Summer Wind. Um, just for him really low key and kind of really showcases his strengths of what he can do uh with a mic i really love that song uh the next track here is from a band that surprisingly you don't hear about as much and that's a shock for the amount of hits they were able to put out um now people are aware of their songs still but they don't necessarily the casual music listener may not necessarily excuse me, may not necessarily associate the songs with the band in question here. Uh, the band is 11 Spoonful, and a lot of their songs have ended up in commercials, including this one, I believe. Uh, but this is a song of theirs called Daydream. You know, what a day for a daydream. Really good song. Um, John Sebastian uh, is one hell of a musician uh, who, who wrote that song, who uh, was in the band, uh, would later go on to write the theme song to the show Welcome Back, Cotter. Um, you know, which, which, you know, younger people are like, what? Um, but he, uh, if, if, if you go back and listen to his song, Welcome Back, really, really good song, but just one hell of a great songwriter. And again, just the types of songs that the Love and Spoonful came out with, you know, like you will hear them, the songs occasionally pop up like on the radio or show up in movies, but I'm surprised they don't get talked about as much. Um, speaking of that next bit, the, the next song here is from Sam and Dave. Um, I actually first heard this in the movie, the blues brothers, um, which 
thankfully it was there because with, uh, you know, music, uh, how it was presented to me growing up, you know, I didn't necessarily come across old R&B songs like this, but uh, this is the Sam and Dave song, Hold On, I'm Coming. Just a great classic song to be able to, you know, when you're driving in your car, have it, have a plan, a nice summer day, breeze going through your head, just absolutely perfect to kind of sing along to. The next track here is from one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, The Beatles. Uh, This was the year they released their album, Revolver, and one of my favorite tracks from that album is kind of one of the low-key ones. It's a McCartney ballad uh, that he wrote and kind of in honor of John Lennon's mother uh, called Here, There, and Everywhere. And um, compared to a number of the other songs on that particular album, it's more straightforward, more more of a traditional uh, love song and everything, but nothing wrong with that just really simple down to earth great beautiful song uh the next track on the playlist here can't go wrong with the supremes right in 1966 they released their classic you can't hurry love and um you know just re-listening to it before i started the recording here you know i mean i love the bass line uh going into it diana ross on the vocals just it's one hell of a song. I mean, even Phil Collins was able to come back in the eighties and have a minor hit with a cover of this exact song here. So it shows you how, how uh, popular it, it was at the time, how popular it was 20 years after the fact and how popular it still is today. It's one hell of a song. Uh, a couple more uh, songs here to mention. Then we'll wrap things up for this week in hump day. 1966 was the year we first got the monkeys and so if you're gonna have uh, a playlist of best songs from that era you gotta include the monkeys and why not include last train to clarksville uh one of their first big hits uh from there you know i've I've talked about the monkeys enough on friends talking nerdy that uh you know i i I won't go into it too much here but growing up they were definitely one of my favorite bands um that as a kid that i lost track of that as an adult i regained my love for them and uh you know it's for tracks like this it's again very simple track but just beautiful in a lot of ways um last but not least 1966 if i'm gonna include songs from that uh era and i am going to have the professor uh as a co-host on this particular show i cannot miss the chance to add a bob dylan song otherwise i will get a roundhouse kick to the face and i don't want that um i'm I'm being facetious of course but uh the last track on the playlist here is from the great bob dylan and it's from his classic album blonde on blonde 1966 was one hell of a year for classic albums uh that came out and uh the track i chose from this um kind of a silly track it's rainy day woman number 12 and 35 um i do love the history behind it um and i think we've included it on a playlist before in friends talking nerdy but uh about drugs or something like that but i love the story behind this he recorded this album in nashville and apparently um as the (laughs) the chorus of the song implies you know everybody must get stoned he had the entire band of uh, nashville session musicians guys that normally played on like conway twitty albums he got them high on weed and then recorded this song so i thought that was brilliant and i thought it did bring us a sense of fun and spontaneity to that particular song that um 
that was a nice dichotomy to the lyrics because it, it you know, there was a double meaning to uh, the song in a lot of ways. So um, definitely like it. But hey, that's uh, my 10 favorite tracks of 1966. There are plenty more out there. Tell me what you think. If you're on Spotify, you can uh, go to uh, your uh, Spotify uh, app right now and there will be a chance to answer a question on there uh, in, in, in our show description. Um, and yeah, just let us know on Spotify what you want to hear. Um, you can also go to friendstalkingnerdy.com and find out our social media links and tell us uh, some other tracks from 1966 you think we may have missed. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Hump Day and the Professor. The Professor should be back here next week. Um, we should be back uh, to how things normally go here, but we want to have something here for y'all to listen to head to the show description. Again, you can um, check out the playlist uh, directly from there. I have the playlist created on Apple music, but you can also go to friends talking nerdy.com and um, find uh, some other information about the playlist from there. But yeah, thank you all for listening and we will see you next week.